Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Thursday, October 26th. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, state lawmakers rounding out a statewide tour promoting Medicaid expansion. A legislative task force considering what online sports betting could look like in Mississippi. Plus, a new walking trail in Jackson has doctors reminding folks being active can help lead to a healthy heart. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Democratic leaders in the Mississippi legislature continue to highlight the state's struggling health care system. They hope it leads to electoral gains in November. Mississippi Democrats have made expanding Medicaid to the working poor their main issue for the election. Members of the party have held a tour across the state promoting the issue for the last stop. They're on the steps of the state capitol calling for change. Senate Minority Leader Derek Simmons of Greenville says not expanding Medicaid is hurting low-income Mississippians of all backgrounds. Under Tate Reeves, black Mississippians are suffering disproportionately, and officials across Mississippi have rightfully slammed the governor for his lack of action. The health care crisis is affecting every corner of our state. But it's still important to note that the places in our state with the highest concentration of black Mississippians, such as my beloved Mississippi Delta, those areas are affected the worst. In my city, Greenville, the CEO of Delta Health Systems has asked a question that all of us, regardless of where we live, should be asking. We don't understand why Tate Reeves doesn't understand why he needs a healthy workforce. And with the 200,000 working Mississippians without health care, it's a damn good question. In September, Greenwood LaFleur Hospital went up for lease for the second time in just two years. If it weren't for the cash infusion from the LaFleur County Board of Supervisors to keep the hospital open, they wouldn't have been able to pay their employees for the month of September. That community's mayor 
Mayor Carolyn McAdams, she knows that they desperately need Medicaid expansion. She knows that Greenwood LaFleur Hospital, as well as many other hospitals in the state of Mississippi, they are on the chopping block simply because Governor Tate Reeves will not expand Medicaid. Senator Simmons says the Delta continues to face the brunt of the ongoing health care crisis. Not just the hospital closures, but as we reckon with what means to raise families in that region, think about this. There's only one pediatrician for every 4,000 children with growing maternity care deserts. We have to remember that it's not only the expected challenges that we have to navigate, we have to do whatever we can to save the Delta and to fight this healthcare crisis. After the tornadoes in March, one Delta mom, Tamika Miles, faced a nightmare. While working at her job in Belzone, her son was gravely injured from the storm. She raced home to him to Rolling Fork. Her family had taken her son to Issaquina Community Hospital, the only hospital in that county, but she was denied the help that she needed because the hospital was full. She then raced to Greenville during the storm where he was finally able to get the care that he needed, some 41 to 50 miles away. No one in Rolling Fork, Greenville, no one in the state of Mississippi should have to drive more than 40 miles to get the health care that they need for their babies. Last month, Governor Tate Reeves announced a plan to provide better Medicaid reimbursement rates to hospitals to help with losses in revenue. But that plan must be approved by federal regulators and the state legislature next year. House Minority Leader Robert Johnson of Natchez says it's not enough and doesn't come from a place of helping working Mississippians. While all this is happening, Tate Reeves has said nothing and done nothing. He refuses to come, on, come in on his failure as a governor and how his policies have cost Mississippians lives. But he'll tell you over and over that it's Mississippi time. For who, Governor? You and your donors? Because I don't think the people in my district would describe what they see in our communities as Mississippi's momentum. But we should be used to this kind of spin from the governor because whether it's voicing support for expanding postpartum coverage in the 11th hour after a great push from everybody else in the House and the Senate, or getting on board a teacher pay raise in or just before an election year. It's a coincidence, I'm sure. You can always count on the governor coming in when it's convenient for him. In case I haven't made it plain, Tate Reeves doesn't care about people. He cares about power. And his so-called solution for the hospital crisis shows that. If this were about people, his big plan would have included ensuring the working poor. But that fraudulent, late-in-the-game, idea that actually was put forth in the, in the, in the, during the legislative session that, that, he, that he said, don't bring it to my desk, I'm not interested in it, even though that would not even come close to doing what needs to be done for the people of the state of Mississippi, it does nothing for people. It takes care of a few hospitals, but it takes care of none of the working poor because St. Reed doesn't care about people. All he can say is, uh, now, now this time, this is what we're going to do. The federal money that you're going to access that's not enough, it's okay to take it now because it's an election year? No, 
that billion dollars we need, we need every year. And we've been, we've been foregoing it for the last 16 years. Like it is so often is the governor's last minute attempt to save face amid, amid a, crisis, a crisis, and this is not enough. I'm sorry, Governor. You know, we got to say it. It's too little and it's too tight. Governor Reeves says he remains opposed to fully expanding Medicaid, calling it welfare. He has said it would be a waste of taxpayer dollars. Coming up, the legislature is considering what online sports betting could look like in the state. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Want to keep up with MPB? Go to mpbonline.org or you can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MPB Online. Tune to MPB on Wednesday, November 1st at 7 p.m. for the gubernatorial debate between Republican Governor Tate Reeves and Democratic challenger Brendan Presley. The debate will air live on MPB TV and radio and stream on the MPB website and mobile app. Voters are invited to submit questions by emailing mpbinfo at mpbonline.org by Monday, October 30th. The debate is a partnership between MPB and WAPT-TV. Please tune in on Wednesday, November 1st at 7 p.m. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Online sports betting is becoming increasingly popular throughout the country. Mississippi could be the next state to legalize it. This year, the legislature created the Mississippi Mobile Sports Betting Task Force to better understand the issue and make policy recommendations. Jay McDaniel is executive director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission. He began the meeting by sharing some of the policy considerations the legislature will need to go over if they seek to legalize online sports betting. Just going to run through very quickly a few issues that we've identified that would likely need to be um, that, that need to be discussed and determined. Uh, first would be that tax rate we talked about it at the state. We currently have a set tax rate for all gaming. Uh, if a mobile bill were to come out, uh, does that tax rate need to be adjusted for mobile wagering? Some states have done that. Uh, Louisiana has a different rate. They also have a different rate for retail taxes versus uh, mobile. So just something that'll need to be considered. Then the use of those proceeds. Uh, Right now, sports wagering proceeds at the retail level, the on-premises level, do go directly to the infrastructure, much like our lottery bill dictated. Uh, If we pass mobile wagering, the statute would need to determine, do we just, is it general fund? Does it go to any earmarked uh, identifiable program? And how long is that? Um, Because right now the infrastructure runs through 2028 and that gets repealed and goes back to general fund. Um, The licensing structure. Right now, we just have three licenses in the state. We have an operator license for the casinos on the ground. We have a manufacturer and a distributor license for those that provide uh, slot machines, associated equipment, things like that. Uh, Would the mobile wagering just use one of those, or do we create a new licensing scheme? And then what are the fees? Uh, Are there different entry, uh, you know, barriers to entry? Do we increase the fees? Do we scrutinize it in a different way? Something, again, to consider, or do we just keep it the way we have it now. Right now, the application fee for an operator is only $5,000. A manufacturer is $1,000 and a distributor is $500. 
you go around the nation and the sports wagering, uh, as many of you operators know, is, is much higher in other jurisdictions. And that is, again, up to the legislature to determine if that needs to be increased or not. Uh, whether it offers some kind of local referendum option. I know this is not very popular where it's been done. Uh, Louisiana did this. So as a result, they have some parishes that don't have it. Um, I think if you spoke to people there, it, is, it creates a headache. But we got to determine if that's something we want to offer to the counties since we are now offering a statewide product if we do this. John Pappas is Senior Vice President of Government and Public Affairs at GEO Comply, a company that specializes in blocking Internet content to specific regions in the country for clients. He says Mississippi will need to consider how to track users to ensure they're in a location where it's legal to place a bet online. The data we collect is strictly for compliance purposes. Uh, We never sell or share an individual's geolocation data with an outside third party. Uh, Since the company was formed, we have successfully tackled the challenge of restricting betting within a state's border or geographic borders, even down to a block or building level. In fact, we're we're very proud to support some of the land-based casinos in Mississippi as they have on-premise mobile betting, which is restricted to uh, their casino buildings. Uh, Our technology essentially enables online operators and regulators to meet the demands of federal law. So that would be the Unlawful Internet Gambling Act, the Wire Act, and other federal laws, as well as the sovereignty of states that choose to opt in or opt out of online wagering. Uh, I'm sure members of this committee are familiar with geolocation data sources that power like many useful consumer applications such as Google Maps or Uber or if you wanted to place an order for your uh, coffee at your local Starbucks. Uh, But the difference between those open door tools and compliance grade geolocation, what would be required in Mississippi for statewide mobile betting is the way we interrogate the data to ensure that it is trusted and secure. Uh, We cannot simply rely on an IP address to determine a player's location. We have to dig far deeper. Our technology detects all sorts of attempts to manipulate uh, or spoof someone's location. Uh, you, you know, we can detect proxies, VPNs, remote desktop, virtual machines, the list goes on and on. Uh, by the time our system approves or denies a geolocation transaction, it has undergone nearly 1,000 analytical checks to verify that only legal bets are permitted in a jurisdiction. And that all happens in a matter of seconds and without any friction to the consumer. Our Mike McEwen speaks with Democratic Senator David Blunt of Jackson. Blunt co-chairs the task force and says lawmakers have a lot to consider if they move forward with a bill for online sports betting. This is a task force to study the issue. Uh, We've got uh, a bipartisan uh, task force and lots of uh, experts, people in the uh, casino business and, and people who aren't in the casino business. Uh, we're, look, we're trying to gather as much information as we can, look at all sides of the issue, uh, and determine whether or not it's the right thing for Mississippi. And do you have any concerns or anything that is encouraging to you in the couple meetings you all have had so far? Uh, there are different opinions uh, among casino operators in the state on what mobile sports betting may mean for uh, brick-and-mortar casinos and the jobs that they provide. Uh, some 
uh, operators think that this is something that would be good. Some think that it's something that would be bad. Some people think that this is just a step towards uh, essentially putting casino games on your phone. Other people say that that's uh, not true. Uh, so we're just hearing from everybody, getting multiple perspectives and trying to get ready for the 2024 legislative session in January to see if there'll be a bill or not. And could I ask, what was the impetus for forming this task force? Was it concurrent with, I guess, there is a national trend of sports betting kind of being liberalized in several states? Was it due to that? Yes. Uh, you know, more and more states have, have uh, gone to mobile sports betting. Uh, uh, so it's something that we need to study. Uh, one thing that is different about Mississippi than some of those states, like Tennessee, for example, uh, is that we do have uh, – uh, well-established and healthy casino uh, business in Mississippi. Uh, been around for more than 30 years, and, and that business has been based on uh, tourism, on jobs, uh, on bringing more people and more investment to the state. Uh, and so that's something that we have to consider uh, that may not be the case in in other states that, that don't have uh, uh, casino industry. Uh, so uh, that's something that we're talking about, and, and we'll be doing that till the end of the year before the session starts in January. And what do you anticipate the task force will be discussing or planning in the next meeting? I think it's November 14th. Uh, yes, I'll tell you that date is probably going to change, but it will be in November. Uh you know, we're going to continue to hear uh, from all sides. Uh, you know, again, there are differences of opinion on the task force, but that's okay. Uh, I think the next meeting will focus on legislation uh, in other states, uh, things that other states are doing that might be good for Mississippi, things that other states are doing that we don't want to do in Mississippi. Uh, so I think we'll, we'll begin to get more specific and look at a different aspects of the mobile sports betting issue that we should uh, either copy or stay away from. Senator David Blunt from Jackson co-chairs the Mississippi Mobile Sports Betting Task Force. Next, a new walking trail in Jackson has doctors reminding folks getting active can help lead to a healthy heart. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You can participate in the local MPB Think Radio programs this morning with phone calls and emails. At 9 on Creature Comforts, we'll talk about your animals and the animals around you. Get answers to your automotive repair questions on AutoCorrect at 10. And at 11, Southern Remedy Kids and Teens deals with the health of your children. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. A new walking and biking trail has opened in Jackson, connecting some of the state's largest museums. It goes from LaFleur's Bluff, where the Children's Museum is, to the two Mississippi museums downtown. It's a project that spans more than a decade. 
and doctors say it's a great way for folks to visit the capital city and get active. Dr. Clay Hayes is vice chair of the Jackson Heart Association and helped get the project completed. He tells our Kobe Vance this is part of a larger initiative to promote healthy lifestyles throughout the state. David Farr is a good friend of mine, and we worked together with the Greater Jackson Chamber Partnership many years ago and tried to figure out a way to make Jackson a better place to live. We think about our our kids and even our grandkids coming back and wanting to have a place to be. And so, you know, the Chamber's tenants are economic development quality of life, and this fits both. Uh, Anywhere around the trail, your property value automatically goes up by $9,000. And plus, the city of Jackson, we have so many unhealthy people. We needed to find a way to help them. Obviously, nutrition is important, but so is exercise. And people wanted to have a nice, safe place to go that they could take their families and their friends and connect all these wonderful museums that we have here in Jackson. And so this is just, you know, this is where we started. It's perfect weather right now to go out for a walk. What effect does walking have on health, and how important is it, would you tell Mississippians, to get out and start walking? Absolutely. So uh, the American Heart Association looked at this many years ago, and they said, well, what, how much exercise does someone need? And it turns out it's 150 minutes per week. Well, whether that's walking or riding a bike or, I don't know, rollerboarding, whatever, you know, something active, uh, that this is something that they can do, and they needed to have a safe place to do it. And so that's why we this, – this current section is a three-mile path. Now, we're going to try to go all the way through downtown Jackson over to Jackson State, so it'll be a six-mile path. Well, that's a, that's a lot of walking. I think it's no mystery that Mississippi has a huge rate of heart disease. Yes. Uh, how, how can getting active like this affect someone's heart health? Well, absolutely. So, you know, when people get active, what happens is their weight goes down, their blood pressure improves, their cholesterol gets better their diabetes gets better, so many health benefits for, for exercise, and this is just one way to do it. And this area is cheap. This, this, it's absolutely free. All you need is a good pair of tennis shoes, some comfortable clothes, and you can get right at it. We have multiple places to access the trail. We have the wonderful museums here, the Children's Museum, the Science Museum, uh, downtown Jackson. You can access it in a lot of different places. I know this might be a weighted question, but what do you think is holding Mississippians back from being able to get out and start walking I think uh, time, one of the things is trying to find a place to do that. And, and so we've tried to bring this type of trail to those neighborhoods like Bellhaven, Bellhaven Heights, and then other neighborhoods that will be along the trail going forward. Uh, but, you know, I think that, you know, just, and the other thing is just, is expense. It's hard to be, in, you know, uh, in a gym membership or something like that. This is free. Anybody can use This is open to everyone. This is everyone's a trail. Do you think it's can sometimes be difficult for Mississippians to find a walking place because they might live in an area where it's not necessarily conducive to being able to go do this because I know this is a great trail but this is one location in Mississippi. Well that's right and so one of the original things that we did uh, working with the Department of Transportation this was actually a three uh, prong trail this one in Jackson there's a beautiful trail system that we help with in Ridgeland and also a wonderful trail system in Flowood. And now, I mean, you think about it. Hattiesburg has a, a nice uh, multi-purpose trail up north Mississippi. So this is just one of many, and we're trying to promote that. And uh, this is not necessarily just walking you mentioned earlier, but uh, this is biking. This is getting active in any way possible. Whatever way you, whatever way you want to use the trail, come bring your dog, whatever. I mean, obviously it needs to be on a leash. Uh, but, yeah, whatever way you want to use the trail, it's where we'd love to have you. Just no, no motorized vehicles. You know, we might let an e-bike, but maybe you know, no major uh, motorized vehicles. I feel like an e-bike would be kind of defeating the purpose. Well, sort of. An e-bike's kind of a hybrid. You can, you can ride out. You can use the motor to go up the hill, but ride on down, you know, or ride right and flat.
flat areas. I guess continuing on in the heart conversation, right now it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but you know Mississippi's constantly having to go through cycles of reminding folks yeah. uh, of the risks that come with not being active and other heart risk disease. Uh, what would be your words to Mississippians about you know how they can know their risks and be aware of the things they can do to mitigate those? Yeah. So go see your physician. You know, everybody should have a physician. They should know their numbers, like you said. They should know uh, what their blood pressure is, what their weight is, what their cholesterol, and what their sugar is. Those are the basic know your numbers, and that's a campaign that physicians have been talking about for many, many years. Uh, And then the other thing is, you know, trying to find a way to eat properly. You know, we have so many, we talk about food deserts and improper nutrition. Uh, These are the things you need to pay attention to. And watch your weight. Get your weight down. But the other thing about this wonderful trail in Mississippi is we actually have fairly good weather. Because when you start at the end of September and you run it through the end of June, the weather's not that bad. I used to live in Minnesota, and it was terrible. And now this is really good weather, and this is just the beginning. So many people should be able to use this trail. It seems like the perfect time of year to start trying to get active. I know in the summer it was ridiculously hot. Now it seems like better weather than ever. Absolutely. So, and even in the summertime, you think about it, you get on a bike, you're creating your own air conditioning. So there's different ways to do it. Dr. Clay Edwards, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for asking. Dr. Clay Hayes is vice chair of the Jackson Heart Association. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.